Okay, and we're back with another episode of Men of the Machine. Of course, me and my best friend just sit around and talk about a bunch of really fun shit that hopefully you find entertaining. And today, should uh, you should learn something. You'll get a little something special from this episode, and I'll talk more about that in a minute. But, as always, I am Kevin. I'm Pat. And we are going to get started with... Do you got anything to say before I get started? Because I'm okay with jumping right into this quiz. I'm catching. Patrick has no prior knowledge to what I am doing right now. It's not scary. It's okay. I'm so scared. No, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, so, but it's going to take a little bit. We're just, it's, we're playing a little game, uh, and I'll explain more in a minute. But is there <laughs> anything cool going on lately? We haven't actually recorded in like a week and a half, or almost like week. two weeks. Has it been? I thought it was a week. Yeah. Uh, so, so Thursday you were sick, which is when we normally record. Um, and then I don't think we recorded last week because we'll record two episodes sometimes in the week. I don't think we recorded at all last week, so it's at we least didn't. a week and a half. Because that was the whole thing is that like they were like, I forgot to tell you, like I ended up because I got sick on Thursday. Well, I got sick Wednesday night. I was super sick on Thursday, and then um, Friday I dropped Bartholomew off at the airport and I drove to work, and um, I got to work and literally I was there, and like for like I want to say like five minutes, and they were like you okay i'm like i mean i'm sick and they're like you don't look good i'm just like thanks and they're just like it's like do you want to go home like if you want and they were like well you can't speak because i literally i couldn't talk like my voice was dead and they were like i was like i mean if you want me to if you can find somebody yeah that's fine he's like yeah okay so they called in uh somebody else that i work with she came in uh i left and like right before i left they were like hey do you want to not come in tomorrow and i'm just like <laughs> I guess, sure. They were like, yeah, just stay home and rest. I was like, okay. So then, like, I stayed home and I watched, I think, 10 episodes of My So-Called Life. <laughs> I, I finished mean, the season. Sometimes you just gotta. I didn't really mean to. I just didn't want to get up. So right. it was just like, I just had it on and it was just like, I was like, every episode, I'm like, I want to watch something else. Oh, fuck it. And then, <laughs> like, at a certain point, I was just like... I made it through the end, except for the, like the very, very end. I had to watch the last episode again because when I got up, I remember I started to fall asleep uh, towards the end, and like I was just like, I don't know what's happening in the show or my life. What's going on? And then like, so like the next day, I'd basically watch the second, the last episode, the nineteenth episode from scratch. But and it made me really sad because then it was just like it ends on a note where it's just like. It was clearly not intended to end there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, this is upsetting. Like, <laughs> I want more that I'm never going to get now. Can we just call Claire Danes and Jared Leto and just do, like, another it's season? Not, it's not how it works. I mean, I wish that's how it worked, but it's not how it works. But, yeah. uh, no, I, heck, anytime I can get a day, I'll take it. Like, yesterday I had, um, I had eight cavities drilled at once. Because I was like, screw it. I'm not coming back for multiple sessions. Just do it at once. So, like, your whole jaw is going to be numb. Are you sure you want to do this? I was like, yes, just go to town and clean this shit up. And sure enough, it sucked. But it wasn't that big a deal. It was whatever. So today I went in. I let him know last week. I was like, this is what I'm getting done on Wednesday on my day off. I'll, I'm going to come in Thursday, but I probably won't be too happy. So they're like, okay, just let us know. So I went in today, and it wasn't that bad. I probably could have worked the whole day, but I had the biggest thing was like I had this like pounding headache. So I was like, yeah, I could stay for the, you know, three, because I did work half my shift. I was like, I could stay for the last three hours of my shift, 
and you know grind through and whatnot but they already said i could so yeah i'm gonna go ahead and take this so i came home and i sat down on the couch and had a couple glasses of water and it felt a little bit better but no hell if if they say if they preemptively give you the it's not gonna be a bother it's like hell yeah i'm taking it then okay yeah (laughs) it works um but no, isn't it? Is it weird? Because you said it, and it made me think of it. Is it weird that whenever someone tells me I don't look good when I'm sick, like you obviously know what they mean? Like uh, you look down, you look less. Than you. I'm like, fuck you, fat piece of shit. I look great. You don't look good. Like I get really salty. We gotta come up with a better way of just being like, hey man, you feeling under the weather? You 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 seem sick. Don't tell me what I look like. I know what I look like. All right, and it's a superstar. All right, That's fair. I'm McConaughey level handsome. Okay, okay, no, I'm okay. I know my limits. I'm not McConaughey handsome, but the point remains: don't tell me I don't look good. It's just upsetting. That's fair. That's like I, that's my feeling too. I'm just like, what? Why, why would you say that to another human being when they're clearly already down? Like, why would you? Why would you pick a man when he's already there? Like, I yeah, mean, you want to come over and set my house on fire while you're at it? I, I, mean, I might as well sleep in the rain. I don't feel that good. So. Uh, but yeah, it, it gets me salty. But all right, so let's jump right into it. So what I want to do, I'm going to turn my video off so you can't see my face because it'll oh, give away correct. some of the answers. So I want to play a little game in light of, for those who don't know, I very clearly have referenced a certain man and his podcasts and how much I listen to them. So and I'm not his advertiser. I'm not going to shout out kevin smith's podcast again shit already did it okay so uh i want to play a little game so i spent some time on the internet just looking through list after list on the uh google searches for alternative ways to say sex or to make love you know passionately some of these are not passionate though so what we're gonna do is we're gonna play more or less a a right or wrong you know true or false type game i'm gonna give you a terminology a phrase that at one point in time meant sex and you're gonna tell me whether i made it up or it's 100 percent true and i the site i'm not i don't remember the site i used i've closed it since then but i did check the to verify and they most of them went back to like a lot of historical websites and a lot of uh findings so i'm gonna assume these are true if not i'm sorry and you'll just have a bunch of fun ways to say you're gonna bang your lady late or fella later so although i I don't condone animals so i'm not gonna include them just man or woman you're you're just banging another man or another woman so for example because this isn't a phrase this is a specific specific word for example in australia they say the word root instead (laughs) of so like britain say shag we say fuck australians say root i i didn't look in deeper than that but that's just my jumping off point so the reason i turned my video off was i have some of the answers up on the computer screen with my google keep i have some answers i wrote down and i don't want you to see where i'm looking so i would give it all away so i'm going to tell you what you're going to do say true or false and for bonus points (coughs) you're going to give me a time period and if you're within a hundred years then you get an extra point. So obviously not every answer, you'll get double points. And the way I want to do this is if if you can reach 10 points, so I think I have 15 here that I'm asking. If you can reach 10 points, I will order a sweet little gift on Amazon and ship it to you. And you know how good I am at gifts. Tell the nice people what I got you most recently. 
Well, technically, the thing you got me rose most recently was the Batman Telltale game, but the game you got me before that that arrived most recently... Yes, that, are, that, that showed up <laughs> at your house most recently. ...was I randomly was just like, I got a package in the mail that featured uh, Jesus Christ having Randy Savage dropping an elbow drop onto him on a pillowcase, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening, <laughs> but this is amazing. And I was literally was like, my mom sends me random shit sometimes, but this does not seem like her MO. So I'm like, I don't know what's happening right now. And then I mentioned it to you. Like, I mentioned it to many people, like uh, Cardinal and everything. And, like, everybody was like, that's so fucked up. And then I mentioned it to you, and you're like, yes. And I'm just like, <laughs> holy fuck, so you were responsible for this? <laughs> oh, man. So it, it it's even cooler than that. It's like, so they're at the bottom of the steps to the pearly gates in heaven, and you see Jesus overlooking the universe. Like, it's this weird wavy stars, and, and I think Earth is there. And just up behind him, unbeknownst to Jesus, is macho man Randy Savage just coming down with the people's elbow, and it's just... It's so good. It's so good. It's just an elbow. People's elbow is the rock. The rock was the but it's champion. more fun to say the people's elbow. So that's what I do with my friends. Whenever someone's at my house, I'll find some piece of furniture to jump off and come down them on with, with the elbow. I used to do it to you at Healthy Living all the time. I'd give you the people's elbow. So, so anyways, that's what's at stake. You get 10 points, which some will be possibility for two points you get a special little treat it'll probably be something like five bucks but the point is if this goes well every now and again you're gonna be getting treats if you do good you're gonna be getting awesome gift nifty gifties so uh let's start it off and there's no there's not like an even amount i didn't do five real five fake i i might do all real i might do all fake just so you know okay so we'll start with the service of venus uh I mean, this is true or false, or real or fake. What am I? What am I saying here? Yeah, yeah, real or fake. And if you think it's real, you have to give me a time period and your general understanding of what it is. Uh, I'll say real. Eighteen uh, hundreds. Uh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Other than apparently, <laughs> just, it's a sexual thing. Just. So they all, none of them are, are like specific positions or anything like that. They're all generalized allusions to sex, but I just want like your, how did they come up with that? Uh, cause Venus is hot. And, <laughs> <laughs> and sex is hot. And... <laughs> I, sh- I don't, that, that's the best I got. That's really, that's the best I got. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so I'll give you one point for it being true. That is true. Okay. You did not get a point for the time period. The time period is actually in the 1300s. Okay. So I'm going to keep it as vague as that. This one actually says 1390s. Who cares? I'm giving you within 100 years. So. Yes. 1300s. And it's, this is actually one of the sweeter ones on the list. So Venus is the Roman goddess of love. So when you're doing the service of Venus, you are, you're, you're making love. You're performing the act of love. So that's a nice one. That's a sweet, that's a sweet little one. So there's one point, one question down, one point. You're cooking. Um, how about, I want to jump around my own notes, because if I go in two order of myself, I'll get into a rhythm. So I've got to even throw myself off. How about the, sorry, I have to read it without mispronouncing words the culbitizing exercise uh real <laughs> um 
1900s? Because uh, scientists are weird? <laughs> <laughs> uh, here, hold on. I'm, I'm looking. I'm pulling something up as well. So here we go. All right. So, yes, you get one point. That one is real as well. And that one does not come from the 1900s. You're shooting a little early, so a lot of these, not to give you any hints, but a lot of these are much older than that. There is some new ones like that, but this one is much older. Uh, and this comes from, that's, and you'll understand why I'm searching something in a minute, literally means the, oh, so, oh sorry, it's from the 1500s. I forgot okay. to tell you, 1500s. So this literally means the exercise of putting something upon a tail. <laughs> so okay. the, the so obviously that's a pretty easy allusion to what a tail is. Um and it the main place it showed up like where this it came from like where this one actually we found out about was from a 16th century story called the oh my god I'm going to mispronounce this so bad. Gargantua, Gargantua, Gargantua. Gargantua, Gargantua and Pantagruel. Uh, that one I don't know, but Gargantua I know, but yes. Yeah, so it's it's two giants, uh, it's an adventure of two giants, Gargantua and his son, Pantagruel. Uh, but apparently it's, pre- it's, it's pretty naughty. There's lots of uh, sex and violence, and for the 16th century it was, it was ahead of its time as far as crude language goes, such as the colbatizing exercise they couldn't just lay it out on the line they had to be creative so two points so far two questions down i mean you had the chance for four points so i'm just saying you could be so much closer all right let's do uh horizontal refreshment uh i'm gonna say that's one's fake (laughs) so therefore i don't have to answer the rest of it (laughs) okay that's fair i wanted to see if you would try that one's actually true. All right. That one, I mean, for lack of explanation needed, that one's uh, from the 1860s, and it literally meant to lay down and revitalize. I mean, you sure you could take it as sleeping. That's horizontal refreshment, or I don't know, breakfast in bed. But no, no, no. This is the whole nine. All, all of the glory coming together at once. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm tallying your points down here so I don't lose track. Three questions down, two points. Uh, so let's move on. That one was too easy, or not easy as far as true or false, but that one doesn't have a very good explanation or a naughty way to describe it. It just is what it is. Uh, how about breaking through the barn doors? That one's real. (laughs) That one I would say is probably like also 1800s. And I mean, explanation wise kind of seems obvious. Like when you break or when you break somebody's hymen presumably like oh sexy <laughs> that's weird that you call it that but all right <laughs> <laughs> that one's actually fake i made that one up yo i said that i said that last night me and my me and Freddie were making this list and she's like that's weird and i was like trust me <laughs> it's a good one so let's start how about we any ones that you say are real that are fake let's start using them in our let's day-to-day not. lives walk up to your friends at work be like hey man you break down those barn doors last night and dennison will be like oh yeah i did he didn't we he all did know he did no he but didn't. it just seems like the kind of euphemism he'd be completely behind no pun intended like it just makes sense that that would go to him all right Hold on, got to mark it. Four questions down. How about uh, grope for trout in a peculiar river? 
please God tell me that's fake. <laughs> <laughs> that one's true. That Holy one's totally fuck. true. <laughs> that one came from the 1600s, and it was actually in a Shakespeare uh, uh, novel, play, whatever. Uh, and it, it means, so I, I, I will give you a point if you can tell me what it means like what what the insinuation is there like give me an explanation for grope for trout in a peculiar river presumably looking for cock and like uh, i don't want to know i just want to <laughs> <vent. laughs> all right well so unfortunately no points there it's actually the best term of all time for fingering a woman how is that fingering <laughs> a woman <laughs> I, I what i so grope obviously a peculiar river is her nether regions, and I'm assuming a trout is just a vulgar way of describing. Because you know how people make... I'm not going to say it. We all know the joke that's made. Afro Man made a huge joke at the beginning of his song about it. I'm not going to allude to it. But that's my guess, is that it's just a a clever play on that. All right. How about shaking of the sheets? I mean, that sounds real. <laughs> uh, probably like 1700s? Uh, for obvious reasons, it would, would, would the, would the, sh- the sheet shaking because of the fucking? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one is true. You got another point. You were very close with the time period. It's the 1500s to the 1600s. So you had, you had a double point ch- chance there, but that's okay. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's obvious. It's, it's actually a reference to a medieval kind of dance, but in all reality, you get under the sheets, you do a little bumping and grinding. It's probably probably more like R. Kelly than a medieval kind of dance, but nonetheless, that one's easy. All right, cool. So you're up to three points. We've asked five questions. I've got enough more for probably like seven or eight more, so there's a chance. That's all I'm saying. There's definitely a chance. All right. How about making feet for children's stockings? Please, God, tell me that's not real. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally real. So that one is actually more, it it actually is easier than you would think. So this one actually came, oh, uh, actually, I'll give you a chance. Just let's, I like buying you stuff. So I'll give you, just pick a time period and see if you get it right. Uh, 1400s. It's the 1700s, so you're a little bit off. It's, it's, I understand that that's really hard, but it's for my amusement that you keep trying to guess. So uh, it's, it's really what it comes down to, the brass tacks of it, is that it's just a more creepy way of saying baby making. You're just, I understand. You know, making feet for children. You're just making the child to put into the stocking. It's just the weirdest way to possibly say Yes, it. I get it. I just, it's horrible. <laughs> but yes, I understand. It's, it is pretty horrible. I was going to try to defend it, but I would never... A lot of these I actually want to say, and I'll get to a couple of my favorites that I made up and a couple of my favorites on here later, but they get, they're good. They're so good. Also, I'm taking your your score down. I'm tallying your score with one of these color-changing pens, and each time there's a pink, purple, green, and blue, I'm switching it up. It's just fun for me. It's just okay. a fun way to take notes. I'd probably have done better in school if they let me use one of these, but that's neither here nor there. All right. How about giving someone a green gown? <laughs> Oh, that sounds so fucked up that it probably is real, but I honestly, I don't want to believe that it is, so I'm going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) That one is true, Patrick. Holy Jesus. That's so (laughs) fucking weird. Give me a time period. 1300s? 
Yeah, that one's from the 1300s. Shit, dude, there you go. Okay. All right. So that one is from the 1300s, and it's actually not as gross as it sounds, <laughs> but it just means to have sex in the grass on a hillside. It's just like, hey, you're out for a picnic? Why don't you give them a green gown? Like, you know, when you're when you're you're humping down dirty in the grass, you get the grass stains on the back of their dress. So, it's it's actually sweet. It's a little sweet. Is it? <laughs> I, I get where it come where the sound of green gown. You're like, Ugh, what, what, what kind of infections are you spreading? Because in the 1300s, <laughs> anything's possible. But no, it's actually just it's a beautiful sunny day, and you're just grinding that grass right to nothing. How about? Take out tomorrow's meat. Ew. <laughs> uh. Oh God. Please tell me that's. I guess I'll go with real because it frightens me, and most of the frightened me have been real. So all right, let's go with real. All right, time period and and your explanation of it. I don't want to know why. <laughs> you have uh, to. You have to. <laughs> let's go with the 1500s. And. I don't want to know why, because I just, I don't at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. That one's fake. <laughs> oh, thank I made, God. I made that one up. I just thought it, originally it was take out tomorrow's meal, and uh, like, uh, 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 but then I thought of the word meat, and I was like, that's just vulgar. I'm going to put that in there. <laughs> Show enough. Gotcha. Wow. All right. <laughs> let's do, scroll down, look on my page, keep the body guessing. Uh, how about the Winkin drink? I guess that's probably real. That sounds real. Uh, 1900s? Because it sounds like date rape. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it does kind of sound rapey. Well, it's not real, unfortunately. Oh <laughs> I didn't. So last night, when we came up with this list, I texted or tasked Franny with helping me just think of random and she put that one down and I was like that's dumb Franny like I judged her so hard but you thought it was real and now and then as soon as you said real I was like okay now I gotta apologize to Franny and then when you said it was rapey and I realized it was a little rapey now I'm not gonna apologize I'm just gonna make it worse (laughs) but that's we live a wonderful life okay oh Jesus how about have your corn ground (laughs) <laughs> um ah uh, real <laughs> okay time period i'm thinking 1600s because your cock is a corn and a cob i don't want to know i don't i don't i don't want to know <laughs> no expand on that expand on that because you're getting your if you if, you, if your cock is the corn and a cob or the cob if you will and it's getting you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it worked into her nether regions. Yeah, that one's real, so you got that point. It is actually from the 1800s, so you're a little off there. But I, what did I say? I said, what did you say? You didn't say 1800s because I looked at it okay, and I was like, okay, oh, okay. I think you said 1600s, but. Okay. Um, anyways, so, but yeah, you also got the terminology right, so I'm going to give you two points for that round. Uh, it's it's meant to be from the lady's perspective, like you're saying. the the man's The man's dangle is is the corn on a cob, and back then the way you ground the corn was repeatedly pounding it on a stone. So, 
I don't know if it's necessarily a <laughs> like a compliment or a slight towards <laughs> ladies because you're calling the vagina a stone and you're just grind you you're getting your corn ground. You know what I'm saying? What wow. I thought of, I thought it might actually be. I don't know how old these machines are, but I might thought it might be a little bit newer when I first read it before the uh, explanation. Because on the farm we had this huge. It was made of cast iron. The thing weighed. I had to have weighed like 200 pounds. As a kid, I couldn't move it. Uh, and inside, it had this big big disc with a bunch of jagged edges on one side. And there was a chute and a, and a hand crank. So what you did was you cranked it. And once it got moving, you didn't have to crank it anymore because cast iron so fucking heavy. Like, the momentum yeah. kept going. So you'd crank, crank, crank. Then you'd take the corn cob, drop them in there. And that, that the way it would go down the chute, it would rotate. And as it rotated, it rubbed against the stone. Or, well, the, the plate, the, the iron plate. And that would tear all of the corn, the dried, you did this at the end of the season when the corn was dry on the ground, all that off, and then we'd feed that to the chickens on, on the farm. So that's what I thought of, and it really repulsed me for a minute, but they, they go back even farther to just, no, it's just taking something that looks like a dick and smashing it into something, and you're happy. So that was fun. You got two points there, man. You got six, you only need four more, and let me see how many real and fake ones I have, and I'll tell you how many more I have left. So you only need four more points, and I have... I will ask you five more. All right? I'm not going to tell you the ratio, obviously. I'm going to ask you five more. You only need four more points. So that'll be a total of 15 questions. All right. So how about feed the damn glutton? (laughs) I mean, that sounds real, I guess. Uh, 1200s? And again, because of the, like, I mean, presumably the, oh, God, this is a horrible way. Say it. But... Oh, you got to say it. <laughs> the vagina being the glutton in in this scenario, and then the cock feeding said glutton. That's exactly right, Patrick. You got two more points there. So, so yeah, the way that one is, uh, it, it's from the 1700s, actually. Uh, and at the time, I'm, I don't know where this came from. I have to assume like England or something because the way it's described is gluttony is one of the seven sins. And so, and so the vagina, the vagina's thirst for cock is, is a sin. So you're feeding the damn glutton. You're just, you're pounding it so deep. You know what? I usually have trouble saying these kinds of words, but when I'm doing it in a scientific context, it's so easy. And yes, this is scientific. Okay, don't don't take this from me. Okay, <laughs> this is our this is our life now. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. So how? Oh, I might have overestimated. Is there? Oh, how about ride below the crupper? It sounds real. Sixteen uh, hundreds. I don't know what the fuck. I mean, I think. It, Ah, uh, God, it's not like the Creeper, like from fucking Jeepers Creepers, but like... <laughs> Ride below the Creeper. No, that's <laughs> way bad. I don't like that. It's like Jason Long at the end of the movie when he stepped inside of him. Oh, oh. Justin Long. Well, no, it's not like he steps inside of him. It's that like he took his eyes. He ate his eyes. Well, he, he ate, he hollowed his body out, and it was just Justin Long's skin. Oh, yeah, because he keeps yeah. the skin. He always keeps the skin. That was the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Basically made like a fucking like Super. tapestry of humans that he had used. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, and actually, I was listening to a Kevin Smith podcast, and he says Justin Long does a perfect Buffalo Bill uh, impersonation from Silence of the Lambs or Buffalo Bob. 
I believe it's Buffalo Bill. But yes, Buffalo I believe Bill. that. Yeah, which made me laugh. So anyways, yes, that one is true. Um, so you get a point there. Which let me write that down. You're at nine points. It's actually from the 1600s. Uh, or 1500s, sorry. You said 1600s. It's from the 1500s. Uh, and if you want to take a <coughs> shot at the explanation, I'll give you the chance. Uh, I, I'm okay. <laughs> okay, so so the crupper back in this time, C-R-U-P-P-E-R, is a piece of horf, horse riding equipment. And what it does is it keeps their tail up, keeps their tail erect. So it's basically, it's it's anal sex. It's banging it in the booty. There's so no you, way I would have gotten that. There's literally you're, you're, no way. <laughs> it's worth <laughs> a shot. So you're riding below the crupper, which is just... It's one letter away from a modern version of it, so nice. Uh, wow. One more point needed, three more questions. Oh, all right, I was wondering where I was going to take it next. Take a turn at Bushy Park. No, that's not real. <laughs> Patrick, that one's 100% real. Holy shit. <laughs> and, that, and I'm not giving you bonus points because you're so close uh, for any other thing. So that one is from the 1800s. Is from no other place than London, and the so when I told this to people at work, I did a I did like a trial run with two of these to see what people thought. When I told it to people at work, the obvious like modern day uh, association with it of Bushy Park is kind of a given, but that's not what it means at all. It's actually an actual place in London called Bushy Park, and men would go there to solicit prostitutes and have affairs. So what at that time wasn't quite as vulgar as, as it is today still works, just in a completely different way. Well, I guess not. Most <laughs> most people, I guess, <coughs> I, I guess shaving is pretty popular, so it, it's not as prevalent today as it was maybe in the 80s. Maybe, maybe take a turn at Bushy Park in the 80s could have been used. Now it's more like take a, take a turn at... At the slippery cove, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I got nothing. I'm I'm out of I'm out of it. I used all my creativity yesterday. So, all right. So, you're at nine points. You're super close. Two more. Two more to go. How about sliding through the canyon? That's real. I'm assuming. Eighteen uh, hundreds, uh, because. Certain women probably have, you know, with the the canyon and the, the you know, the <laughs> <laughs> so like place that's like down there that is is nice. It's real nice, and yeah, is that your explanation? Pretty <laughs> much, yes. Am uh, I right or wrong? That one is wrong. I came okay. up with that one uh, in the depths of my mind, but it sounds legit. Another one that would be would be pretty you know turn to your lady and do that little like wink and just be like hey let's take a slide through the canyon and she'll be like that's gross and just go (laughs) sit down somewhere and think about what you've done just don't please don't speak to me that way i'm a i'm a hard-working woman so maybe (laughs) maybe don't use that one that was not a good idea all right so last question uh number five i think that's 15 yeah i've written down all of them so yeah last one pierce the hog's head i'm gonna go with real I'm going to say 1800s. I mean, there's no way I can think of that's positive. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me your best shot. Hit me with it. Like a pig's snout resembling lady parts. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> 
<laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to just go ahead and give you a pump your brakes. That one is real. So you got to 10 points. Yeah, you did it. Uh, yeah, so that one actually is very misleading. It's from the 1600s. So I don't, what did you say? You said. I think 18. Yeah. Uh, so it's from the 1600s. And a hog's head wasn't actually a pig's head. It What it was was a a measure, of, like a container of wine or liquor. So what they would do is they would take the, I don't know if what kind of people this references, whether it was like warriors or pirates or whatever. <clears throat> but what they would do is they take their knife, puncture it, and then drink from it. So, I mean, as in many a pop culture has made phallic imagery out of like blades and stuff, that's exactly what it means. You, 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 you take your blade, you, you puncture right into that thing, and you, I don't want to say drink what comes from, but some people are into that, I guess. And, and I, I, I'm not going to judge. But that one was actually my favorite, so I saved it for the very end. So, oh, see, we made it, Pat. We made it to the end. That was good. Oh. <laughs> that was really good. You did you did pretty well. Uh, you you had a long streak of only having three or four points, and then you you just turned it right around with back to back two point answers. So that's awesome. But all in all, I'd say super successful game. Fair enough. <laughs> so 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 expect and and on and the way we'll do it is on a future episode when you finally get that thing in the mail, we can tell everyone what you won. And then as time yeah. goes on and we get more listeners, maybe we give people shit for you winning. But that is a long away dream that will probably never come to fruition. So, hey, if you want to win free shit, you like this, you share it around so that we can get enough followers to have a sponsor and pay for it. And then we're on our way. And then we're then we're cooking with gas. But anyways, so so moral of the story, Patrick, yay or nay, positive or negative experience, can we keep playing these kind of games? I mean, we can keep playing. I wouldn't call it a positive experience, but we can keep playing. <laughs> what What was your favorite? I don't. I I don't have a favorite. <laughs> no, no, you have just just okay. Fine. Got the okay, most fine. of the reaction. Okay, fuck you. Wink and drink is my favorite. What you do about that, <laughs> motherfucker? You're, you're so rapey. Uh. <laughs> Uh, your favorite sublime song is date rape. I am way less. Your favorite sublime song is date rape, and you just watch reruns of the Cosby Show in your free time. That's Patrick's life. First of all, I didn't watch Cosby Show since I was a child. Second of all, my favorite <laughs> uh, sublime song is Same in the End. Third of all, you say way way more rapey things than I do. Fourth of all, this was Franny's thing, so don't shame me. Yeah, you're right. Let's shame my wife, everybody. Shame my wife on Facebook. Please don't. She's sweet. She's a very sweet lady. She doesn't deserve that. Uh, oh, that's good. Okay. That was my favorite. Oh, my God. Today is such a good day. So would you prefer to talk about something to fill attention, or are you okay with me continuing this spree of asking you questions, and we move right in to who's who? We can move into who's who. It's fine. Sexy. Maybe we'll do a few extras this time because I just I've been in the mood to to ask these sorts of things, and I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna apologize for who I am as a person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so cartoon or live action? Yes, cartoon or live action. Live action. Damn it! I was just gonna go with the first one, but that's a cartoon one, so now I can't. Uh, <laughs> How about so? This is one we've talked about in the past. It'll we can it'll give us the few minutes of wrestling talk. Who would 
each of us be from the shield? Now I know there's three of them, so we have we have a little bit of like leverage to move around. But of the three, so for those who don't know, it's Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose. Which one would be which? And and you know what? For fun, who would be our third compadre? Who would fill whoever you think the last man is? Um, I feel like I would. As much as this pains me to say, <laughs> oh. Prob- <laughs> oh. I'd be Roman Reigns. Oh, shit, yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. You would be Ambrose. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll take that, actually. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And Cardinal will be the architect. <laughs> okay, I get that. I, I, I get Cardinal being, being Seth Rollins. I just... The only reason I would put... Only other place I would put him, if we're using him as our third would be, and this is because I don't know him super well, is Dean Ambrose, because of what I've seen of Dean, because you're definitely a Seth, or I mean a uh, uh, Roman Reigns, not in a negative way, that it just, he's obviously the biggest of the three, you're clearly the largest of us three, he's got that sort of like, I don't care stare, that he's, because they don't sell him with too much charisma, really. No, so, that's the opposite. That's, that's the opposite of truth. That's literally all he coasted on for the entire first year that he was in WWE. Is he had no skill, but he had all the charisma in the world. Like in his eyes, you have a lot. Whereas, like in his actions, he had nothing. And he's gotten way better. But I mean, his charisma is still his. Like he's definitely his cousin's cousin. Like because he's got that charisma. I will give him that. Who, who's his cousin? The Rock. The Rock is his cousin? You couldn't tell from looking at them? <laughs> That's racist, man. <laughs> no, 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 I honestly had no idea, and The Rock's like one of my favorite celebrities ever, so that's awesome. But, okay, maybe charisma wasn't the right word, but of all the matches, he's definitely the least, the least, like, uh, energetic on a regular basis. Like, his his normal thing there is he, he stares you down, and he's got that kind of like deadpan sort of, and then all of a sudden he comes alive. And that's very much you. That's very much you. You're like, I don't know you. I don't want to say, hey, what's good? Or someone disrespects you, and for a minute you're like, wait a minute, you don't know what you're doing. And then all of a sudden you turn into Patrick. So I definitely get that. Uh, Anyways, the only reason I'd put Cardinal as uh, Dean Ambrose, and this is because I don't know him very well, but he's kind of unstable, and I feel like he could go off the rails at any point in time. That is fair, but I can say something for you. So I mean, okay. and also yeah. I can say the same thing for Rollins. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. So that's the only thing I got there. I don't know as much about these three, so I'll take your term. I've seen, or I'll take your 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 conditions. I've seen a handful of matches with you. We watched a bunch of Shield stuff one day, and Dean Ambrose. I, I didn't know him going into it, and I did know Seth Rollins from you talking about him all the time and me looking him up at work. And that little touch of Dean Ambrose made me like him a lot. He's he's just entertaining. He's fun as hell. He's batshit insane. And he doesn't do, like, like one thing I pointed out to you, he doesn't just do typical moves. Like, it's not always about these big flashy things. He just goes freaking haymakers on people all the time because he, like, loses it. And they referenced it in there. They're like, there he goes again, losing his shit, punching him in the face 27 times. I like that. I like well, that. That was, like, one of my favorite things ever was – um Last year at uh, because basically when they had when Rollins went down with uh his knee injury and he was out, um, and they had the whole like tournament for the belt, like the vacant belt, and like uh, for Survivor Series, like the finals was uh, came down to Ambrose versus Rollins, and like literally these two dudes who are like built up as being like the brothers of the brothers, like they're like they're like best friends in the world, blah, blah blah. 
the second the bell rings, just run in the middle of the ring at each other and just start like fucking punching each other in the face. <laughs> like there's no tie up. There's just wham, 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 wham. And I was like, wow, I guess when a belt's involved, fuck your brother, I guess. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, all right, so yeah, that one was a good one. I didn't, I honestly didn't know where where we would land on that, so that was cool. All right, moving on, and this one is a very very easy one, Patrick. This is a shoe, and I just want to hear you say it because, <laughs> and it's not a slight at all. You, I just want you to Troy and Abed. Oh, of us? Yeah, I'm obviously Abed. Yeah, there's no, there's <laughs> there's no room for debate there. I just was like going through the list of like I googled. Uh, most popular celebrity pairs, famous duos, yada yada, and yeah, Troy and Abed popped up. I was like, "That's not even no." I'm moving on. And I was like, "Actually, I want to hear him call me Donald Glover." So, Patrick, who would I be? You would be uh, Troy of Community. <laughs> I thought you were gonna hit me with a curve there and call me like Chevy Chase or something. <laughs> well, I was like, really, if I'm any, like, basically, I'm like a weird mixture of Jeff and Abed, but like, yeah, there You're was like, literally. What? You're like as far. You're like personality wise. You're like sixty forty Abed Jeff, or maybe sixty five thirty five Abed Jeff. What's the thing is like my personality is more like Jeff, but like my like inclination toward things, especially because like the thing that sold me uh, on knowing like, the moment I realized I was Abed was when I was watching like the show for the first time and watching it all the way through because I watched it like as a binge thing. Was like when Abed or like when Shirley sits down at the table and start talking about like uh, how Brett Ratner is the genius director and he's in the next Steven Spielberg and everything. And then Abed literally just turns and like, you're a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> you're a bad person and walks away. I was like, that's literally what I would do. Like, I'm uh, not even going to lie. The, uh, my favorite, my favorite Abed moment, which is actually pretty sad, is when he's, he's like, all right, Jeff, and you're going to play my father. And he's like, that's stupid, Abed. Get out of here. And he's like, good. You already know your lines. And he moves on. <laughs> I was yeah, like, exactly. oh, Abed, no one understands you. Uh, oh, yeah, did you no. know, fun fact about Community, and you probably know this, uh, you know that Christmas episode with the claymation one? Yeah. That wasn't supposed to be a claymation episode, but there was uh, trouble trouble with scheduling with Donald Glover, so he just did the voiceover and sent it to him, and then they did the claymation. Because so. I just remember you posted you wanted to see a live-action version, and I was like, yeah, it's supposed to be a live-action version, <laughs> but... Freaking Donald Glover went from like normal normal celebrity to this like super fucking over the top knows everything and doesn't have time for shit. I still love him. I think Childish Gambino is one of the most talented music musical acts out there currently, and I do like his acting. But at that time, he just was super douche. Well, no, I mean it's a, a guy who wants to do more than one thing. Like that's the one thing that has to suck about doing television. Is it like? You it's literally that's you literally your day job. Like you like when you want to yeah. do like if you want to do anything else, you basically have to like work it in like that little like three month like summer vacation period. Yeah, and you basically have a choice of like one thing. Basically, you can do like a movie, an album, like whatever. You have like a choice of like that tiny little thing, and it must be incredibly stifling. So like, oh, yeah, I'm sure that's like that's why you see a lot of um. Oh, I, this is a terrible way to say it. I don't mean washed up. But slowing down celebrities, celebrities who are finally on the downward of their like nonstop putting out shit. Like for example, Will Arnett, or I mean uh, Will Forte doing The Last Man on Earth. Like he he took a break from movies for a little while, and he's he's like calmed down. And he just does his show, and that's mostly what he puts out now. So, but when you're at the start of your career to be get famous for a specific role and then walk out on your fans, 
especially with something as you know so so a lot of people do that and like for example uh steve carell leaving the office was probably the best decision he ever made because that show was slowly taking a turn and by slowly i mean it had been taking a turn for a long time so i guess slowly slowly is not the right word so he walked out and was like it's it's we did the best work we could whereas community was this non-stop cancel and revival people wanted those characters and he was still like I know everyone's fought for this, but yeah, I got shit to do. Sorry, have a good day. Like, that's what made you... Not, no, it's not, because he was a writer. He did stand-up. But that's really what pushed you out, so... Well, but yeah, but at the same time, it's just like the thing I just said. Like, it's a matter of, like, he clearly has other creative pursuits. Like, clearly he has other... Oh, like, yeah. So it's like... So yeah, to be he was stuck making music well before that. Thing, like, that has to be really stifling as, like, an artist. We're just like... It's like, if I ever got to actually make films... And I stopped doing this, or like, whatever, like vice versa. Like I would try to do both, but it's like if one took like precedence, and then people yelled at me for not doing the other, I'd be like, "Motherfucker, I'm doing the best I can." Like, yeah. it's like I yeah, want to do true. more than one thing with my life. Like, Jesus Christ! Like, it just like um, oh, I can't remember who the fuck it was. There was somebody who said like basically like um, oh no, it was George R. R. Martin. He's about um, Game of Thrones. I'm, like finishing the books, and people keep being like freaking out on him, like being afraid he's gonna die before he like finishes the last ones and everything. And he's just like, I would like to be able to do other things with my life than just sit around chained to a fucking typewriter and get this fucking book out for you people. Like, I get that he probably appreciates that people really want to see it. But at the same time, he's like, I understand that he's just like. Maybe I want to write something else. Does, he, does, that, does that matter to anybody else? Like, maybe yeah. I want to fucking do something completely different. Like, maybe, like, I just want to fucking just write a fucking series of mystery novels. Like, what the, like, maybe I want to come back to this in the 10 years. It's like, who the fuck? It's like, it's just, it's just having to live up to other people's expectations sucks. Yeah, like, yeah, it definitely does. I get, like, people, like, being pissed at Don Glover for, like, wanting to, like, do other things besides community. But at the same time, like, I would never have judged him for it because I'm like, Dude, do other things. Like it's, it's like life's too fucking short, dude. Like, and when you look back, you're gonna look back on everything. You're not gonna like, you're not gonna realize that like, hey, he just like kind of phoned in that one little appearance mm-hmm. so he could do an album. You're just gonna know that he was on a season of television and that you can listen to the album. Like, you're not gonna yeah. like think about it. And yeah. well, and he walked away from the last season, which was by far the worst season in my opinion. I didn't really like it, but. That's neither here nor there. No, not not the one on Yahoo, and I don't think he was in that either. Remember when he they was, got the? I know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Not that one. I'm talking about the the one where yeah. he wins, like, a, or he gets an inheritance and goes with away. Love Burton. Yeah, with Love yeah. Burton. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and that was my least favorite season. But <clears throat> uh, anyways, moving on. We love Donald Glover. That's neither here nor there. Um, all right. So let's just do another shoe in, another easy one. We talked about this on the very first time we started playing this game. Uh, who it very clearly is Batman and Robin. I'm clearly Batman. <laughs> yeah, you're Batman. I give up to being. That's fine. I don't want to be Batman. He is not a stable man. I'll, I will be Robin. I will be the the especially. Oh my God! Yes. So the sorry. I was like in my head trying to think of the words, and I literally just paused. Like my mouth was wide open and everything. I was like, uh, uh. but the Lego Batman movie looks amazing. And I will be Michael Sarah's Robin any day of the week because he just looks nonsensical fun. What well, thing is like the the first Lego movie was unexpectedly awesome. I mean, it wasn't completely unexpectedly because when I um, like first heard about it, I'm like, who the fuck cares? And then like my brother and I saw the trailer, and I was like, that's really funny. Like, what the fuck? And then like uh, he saw the credits, and he's like, oh, it's Lord Miller. And I was like, oh. 
because Lord Miller are the guys who, before they got famous, and like because they, they got famous doing um, Lego Movie and the Twenty One Jump Street movies, before they got famous, they did this show on MTV that like literally I was one of like. I think literally the number of people that I met in my life that have watched it, I had counted on one hand. Literally, my brother, me, uh, Timmy Fisher, and Kevin Cardinal, which I didn't even know about until like a month ago, when I had mentioned, I made some reference to it, and he was like, and I was like, you watch Clone High? And he's like, I love Clone High. I'm like, oh, thank oh, fucking God. Oh, yeah, you've told me about that show a lot. I want to watch it, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's really... It was, you, it was canceled in like a freaking heartbeat. It was absurd. Yeah. But it's on every... Because nobody watched it. Yeah, it's on every uh, like uh, best shows that were canceled early. It was because uh, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, and yeah. a lot of those that's always on. So <clears> well, that's because I watched it watching. as it aired because um, it was on MTV, and it was like I think they knew the audience for it because they um, all this all the episodes, all the music in it was always like um, like two thousands. It was the two thousands show. It was always two thousands hardcore. So like you'd have like, for example, like most versus blood. Um, like a little bit of like, like a little thing, like a breakdown playing in like the background or something, and like I mean they also had stuff that was like two thousands like emo and stuff, but like the reason that like I gravitated towards I mean eggs it was funny, but also like I remember like my friends and I would would watch it and just be like holy fuck they're playing Monsters of Blood on fucking television like that's amazing, <laughs> like it was all these like trust school bands, but yeah like that thing is like so like when I first uh, when I saw the Lego movie it was awesome. So, like, now I'm, like, this one was going to be the first one without like Lord and Miller, but at the same time, like, they've already established the character so well in the Lego movie that I feel like the movie will probably still work. The previews all look really funny, and I, I'm just excited. To, so, the, it's obviously just, like, the Lego, Lego movie. Like, the cartoony factors played through the roof, like, the uh, over-the-top, like, silly behaviors and whatnot. So, yeah. I think it looks great, and we should do a podcast about it after we watch it, because Franny actually wants to see it, too, so I'll go watch it. If you tell me when, or you're not going to that opening night, are you? I mean, I might. Who the fuck knows? Okay, so you let me know when you're going, and I will go as soon as possible. That way, we can record an episode about it. Oh, that reminds me. This is a massive spoiler. Um, spoiler do you, alert! <laughs> do you, have you ever seen the movie Unbreakable? Yes, love it. Uh, me too. Um, have you seen the new uh, M Night Shyamalan movie with James McAvoy? Uh, oh, oh, oh! Um, Split. Split. Yeah. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it, but that's okay. Give, give it to me. You want the massive spoiler? Yeah, I don't care. I'm probably never going to see it until I watch it with you one day in the future when we're at each other's house. I had no interest until the other day when I heard this, and I fucking was like, and now I have a huge erection, and now I need to see that movie right fucking now. Um, oh, so you did see it. It's already out? I haven't seen it yet, okay. but like, I found out the ending. Um, cause okay, like I, so this is a massive spoiler. Go ahead and skip ahead if you plan on watching this movie at all. Um, or if you just, I mean, if you don't care about spoilers, and you just... If you just like the movie Unbreakable, you'll be excited too. Um, apparently, the reveal that they make, the twist, is that James McAvoy's character is um, actually a villain for David Dunn, a.k.a. Bruce Willis's character for Unbreakable, and is the precursor for Unbreakable sequel. Oh, shit. So, so... Apparently, he's, Sorry, a, villain, he's a villain called Horde. And, and he will fight Bruce Willis's character in a future movie. Apparently, yes. Oh, so, okay, so, really, that's not that big of a spoiler, that's really exciting, we just know he doesn't die at the end now, that's basically all you get, because most movies like that, the bad guy dies at the end, and now, oh, that's gonna, I didn't know it was an M. Night Shyamalan movie. I knew it was Shyamalan, but, like, it was just, like, I was, it was the kind of thing where I was, like, I'll probably see it when it, like, hits, like, Netflix or DVD, and then, like, as soon as I heard, um, 
David, like, you know, they, and they were like, ever since like Bruce Willis Pierce, I'm like, well, whatever, that's kind of cool. And then they were just like, as David Dunn, I was just like, sold. What? <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And they were like, yeah, the villain horde, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I need to see oh, that right oh. fucking now. That's cool. So it, we have the opportunity of a, finally a good M. Night Shyamalan movie to come out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've heard this one's actually pretty good. And I mean, I've like, AB Club gave it a good review. And I trust AB Club's reviews. Um, what? I heard, so, sorry, I heard sorry. The visit, I heard the visit was good. I don't know. I haven't seen one in a long ass time but like i heard the visit was good and i've heard this is good so awesome awesome blossom R- remind me in in my head about unbreakable so he can't be so he can't be harmed but is there something like supernatural about it? like does he have unbreakable skin or i can't remember it's not that it's um like he he doesn't he they don't really establish it because he never actually gets like tested tested like there's at one point when the kids like has the gun and they yeah. talk him out of using it yeah. Um, so you don't know for sure if he like it's, it might be just hurt. be that he has absurd luck or something. Or... No, no, it's a, he definitely he has super strength. Like he has super. Like well, he yeah, because he does the bench pressing thing. But yeah, but you don't know if it's like if it goes to the extent of like Luke Cage levels of like being unbreakable skin, or if it's just. Oh my god! But yeah, he definitely is a superhero in real life. Shit! Yeah, unbreakable Seagull, That would that that's not even on my radar. I would have I thought that was a one and done. So. I actually want to do an entire podcast. I don't know why I'm talking about it now. I should just save it. But I want to do an entire podcast about when stories need to end. So for everyone listening, if you have any interest in that, so I really want to talk about Harry Potter. I want to talk about Star Wars. Now I want to talk about Unbreakable and sequels that need to happen or haven't or should have never happened. (laughs) Well, the thing about Unbreakable was it was always meant to be part of a trilogy, Mm -hmm. and then it just went to hell. But the whole thing was was that he originally had conceived um, a superhero movie which has it like if you honestly like and i don't mean this as a slight because i love superhero movies obviously but like they have a very like rigid structure almost like um a horror film structure where it's like it's a very simple like fucking like hero like the original one especially like um like let's say like iron man like it's basically it's always like hero like starts off as a regular guy hero discovers his heroism hero discovers villain hero fights villain hero vanquishes villain and becomes the hero he was always meant to be it's always a very like specific way of telling that story yeah and then um unbreakable he was looking at it and he would get his three-act scripture and he was just like it would be more interesting if i just did each act of this as its own movie so he basically just did the first act of his superhero movie as unbreakable and it was supposed to do the other two and it's never ended up happening and now it's finally happening apparently that's exciting oh that's so exciting all right well that's enough of uh of taking us off topic one more who's who one more famous movie pair um (coughs) man my list is getting small i just love doing these so much i run through them so quick how about um oh shit do 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 down put down okay that one's too easy that's a given we'll save that for another time who would be woody and who would be buzz lightyear uh, it's a win-win. You can't lose with these characters. I mean, these are my favorite. Is when we both get to be someone cool. Like I would like to say that I'd be Buzz, but I think I'd be more Woody because Woody's more like he's quieter about his sarcasm and rage, but it's definitely there. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, he definitely he definitely has somewhat of like a uh, uh, like power trip complex where he has to know what's going on at all times and be in charge and be the love of andy's life so i get that 
<laughs> I don't know how that relates to you. I just wanted to say it, but that he he's definitely the one who likes to be in control, which I don't give two shits about being in control ever. <laughs> so that's where I don't feel like Woody. I feel like I'm Woody in the sense of the like just generic nice guy, but he's not all the time. He's not. He's, that's what I'm saying. That's how they play it up at the beginning of the movie yeah. or whatever, but he's not. So that's where it takes the turn for me. Yeah. I mean, I married my Bo Peep. I fit the Tommy and or, uh, Woody and Bo Peep thing, but well, I mean, that, Buzz I, got I, with uh, what's her name? Um, Jesse. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. She, I, which, by the way, Toy Story Two is my favorite Toy Story. I don't care what anyone says. I I don't know why. I just love it. I know. I love all three. That thing is like literally every time they've done one, I've been astonished they were able to actually top the last one. Like the first one's still my favorite, but like I definitely feel like every film they do is a stronger, more mature film. Yeah, which I'm so really like, upset that they're doing a fourth one. I really I'm not. Want, the reason uh, I'm not upset is because like, I do think that the third one ended perfectly. It did. Uh, it so but perfectly. but at the same time, like I thought that the second one was a perfect ending, and then they did the third one, and the third one was amazing. So I was like, you know what? You proved me wrong twice. So Yeah. yeah I, I just I didn't like Monsters University, and I didn't, I didn't either. Just, but... Despite... Uh, you know your opinions and what and whatnot, and a lot of people I know I didn't like Finding Dory. I thought that was a terrible sequel to the first one. So I I'm just worried that it's gonna continue that trend of like it ended so well. Like Finding Nemo was the I know it's not your favorite movie, but it was the perfect one off kids movie. Like in my opinion, it is my second favorite uh, Pixar movie of all time. And the only reason why it's number two and not number one is because The Incredibles is just. Well, yeah. I just love superheroes and The Incredibles is and it's Samuel L. Jackson is Frozone's like the best thing ever. So other than that though, Finding Nemo is definitely in my favorite list of just like one and done story. That's the thing, and, is like Finding Nemo I always thought was overrated as fuck. And then like I saw Finding Dory and I loved it. Yeah. But like the first one I always thought was like, it's good. I'm not saying it's not a good film. I just like people were like, it's the best fucking Pixar movie ever, or it's like the second best. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, it's not. Like I was like <laughs> I was like no. Toy Story uh, is towards the top of that pile. Incredibles at the top of that pile. Like, oh, Incredibles is, those, is the top the middle of that pile. Of that pile. <laughs> I was just like, it's like I don't fucking care. Like, it's just like I'm not saying it's bad, but it's I was like, it's like you're you're saying it's as good as that. Like, no, fuck you, no. Yeah, well, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I think so. So in summation, because we were supposed to wrap up everyone, and, and so far we've done that today. It's been pretty clear cut. I honestly, the reason I would give you Buzz over Woody is his like machismo, his like yes. tough guy kind of like. Not not saying you're a tough guy. It's just that you hold no, no. yourself more with more esteem than I'm. Just like yeah, I am who I am. What's up? No, like, no, that's it. Like, in, like that's that's why like I I want to say Buzz because Buzz definitely feels more like me. Yeah. But like the more I think about it, the more I'm like. Woody's kind of a dick, even though he pretends he's a <laughs> You're better than this, Patrick. You're not a dick. That's not why you're Woody. I'm just saying. I also grew up on a farm, so I, I like being a cowboy. Fair. But he's a freaking astronaut from... Or no, he's not an astronaut. He's from space. Yes. He's, he's Buzz man. freaking Lightyear. He's got wings on his back. Buzz, um, Buzz, Buzz, Lightyear Rescue. Yeah. Uh, and I was gonna. You can't say one's more heroic than the other. They both have their moments. Oh yeah, no, like, yeah, they're both. Yeah, they're, they're, both, totally. they're both. They're both really nice in the end, as far as the wrap ups of the movie. Um, yeah, I, I, all right, you're Woody, I'm Buzz. I, I, if, if that's how you want to do it, I'm happy with that. I'm cool either way, honestly. All right, that was a good one. All right, so let's move into who would win in a fight. Now, 
the whole reason I started, I, or I wanted to start this podcast with you, I can't say I started it, we started it, but the whole reason I wanted to start this was because my favorite episodes of Gifted Punksters, which by the way, you guys should listen to, is uh, the comic book episodes. I've listened to a couple of them two times over, so this entire Who Would Win in a Fight, I'm only going to do comic book characters, because we haven't talked about them at all today. We, okay. So, I'm not even going to give you options, I'm just going to read through them. Most of them are comic book characters anyways, but... It just won't make me happier, and I'll start at the very top with a huge, huge fight, which, oh, I feel like it's a given, but you always surprise me. Superman versus Thanos. I mean, Thanos. <laughs> like I Without mean, the Infinity Gauntlet. Still Thanos. Like, Thanos is basically Marvel's version of Darkseid, and Darkseid takes the entire Justice League to, like, take down. <laughs> so, like... True. What is the... <laughs> What is, like, the parallels? Like, what are Thanos' powers? I mean, obviously, he's super strong. That's a given. Uh, super I mean, smart. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, basically, if you... He's basically a direct ripoff of Darkseid. Or maybe Darkseid's ripoff of Thanos. I don't remember, honestly. They're, like, they both DC existed. came before Marvel. Let's just assume Darkseid came first. I think Darkseid... I could be wrong. I think Darkseid came first, but I could be wrong. Um, basically, the same... I mean, basically, if you know most of... Uh, I mean, basically... The main thing is like Thanos is basically I mean, he's just like super strong. Yes, yeah, so, like, he's really really intelligent, um, and he's in love with and obsessed with death. Mm-hmm. So basically, he like tries to basically Deadpool's wife. No, that's a, well, no. Deadpool's wife is Sheikla, who. But I thought is, he like... married Death, or, or and that's why she grant. Or and then Thanos got pissed and now and cursed him with immortal like the inability to die or some shit. Well, that could have been, like, one of the like, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe or some shit. I don't know. I didn't read that. But, like, oh, okay. in the current books, Deadpool is married to Sheikla, who is um, basically like a succubus. So she, she's, not, <laughs> she's not a, she's not a, like, she's not a, she's not death. She's just a succubus. But she's awesome. Okay. Um, that's the thing is, like, I, I, I did a smaller version of the product I, product I did with Spider-Man, where I um, read the entire uh, Duggan and Posehn Deadpool run. That only took me, like, probably, like, a month. Um, but, yeah, like, I really, yeah, no, like, I really like that. I like that, that character, and, yeah, but, no, yeah, anyway, back to the original thing. I was, like, I don't know. The reason I would say, like, Thanos, because, I mean, basically, Darkseid can take down Superman, <laughs> and Thanos is essentially Darkseid, but, with his, but, but and they're, they're both obsessed with death, but just different ways. Like, Thanos wants the anti-life equation, basically, so he can turn everybody into slaves, and Thanos wants everybody to be dead. But, um, but yeah, I was oh, like, oh, I feel like Thanos wins there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I would say like, I would say probably Thanos, but like, it's just, yeah, it's been by virtue of the fact that like, this is basically the same character. That's why I would go with it. So what, is there anybody, not to ruin any future who would win the fights, but is there yeah. anybody in the Marvel universe who could take down Thanos single-handedly? Single-handedly, uh, I mean, besides Squirrel? what the only one I'm okay, yeah, Squirrel Girl did it. Besides <laughs> the Hulk, because the Hulk in theory could take down anyone eventually. Like he could get to the point where he could take down. So besides the Hulk, is there anyone who could go again, go go at him one on one? Other than Squirrel Girl, I can't think of anybody. Um, no, like I mean, I guess maybe theoretically Deadpool, since Deadpool can't die, <laughs> or I mean, like Doctor Strange even. Doctor Strange probably, but I mean, at the same time, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's never happened. I don't know why. And that's he, what, and that lies in the in the lines of like magic, where he could somehow have this upper hand, but in general, it probably wouldn't be him. Yeah, huh. 
I'll think it over. I'll I'll do some I'll do some Google searching and I'll find some good characters that'll catch you off guard that you won't be thinking about. All right. Um, how about I haven't done? The, let me make sure I haven't done this one before because I've had that happen a handful of times where I was like, oh, that's a good one. Oh, I have. Okay, I've done this one before. I was gonna say the thing versus Colossus, but and I don't remember who we said would win, but I've done that one before. So moving on. How about Carnage versus versus? Sorry, rewind. Carnage versus Martian Manhunter. That is the weirdest fucking fight. <laughs> um, is, but who wins in it? I feel like Martian Manhunter, just by virtue of the fact that, like, Carnage, yeah, like, he has, like, he just, like, his symbiote powers, but at the same time, nothing he could do would affect Martian Manhunter. Because Martian Mar- Manhunter can, A, uh, he has telepathy, so he can basically shut down his fucking diseased brain. Um, yeah, because he's, a, he's a, a, a serial killer, right? Yeah. The guy who is taken over by the symbiote. Cletus Cassidy, yeah. Yeah. And, Cletus. Um... <laughs> of course he's a fucking serial killer. His, name's got, his goddamn name's Cletus. There's never um... been anyone good in history named Cletus. If you can Google search someone named Cletus that was an outstanding citizen, I <laughs> want to see it because that's just not true. Um, but yeah, then all of his little, like, fucking, all of his little symbiote powers will be negated by the fact that John can go intangible. So that's it's where like, that's like phasing through shit and whatnot, right? Yeah. So it's like in the end, there's really like, and also obviously John obviously has like flight and like super strength and all that shit. So it's like, yeah, that wouldn't even be a fair fight. <laughs> like that would just be like a shit kicking. So like, that would basically be like when um one of my favorite moments ever in uh New Avengers number one when Thanos or I'm sorry uh, when Sentry uh grabs uh oh. Carnage <laughs> and flies into space and rips him in half, <laughs> like. That's pretty much what that would be. It's the same basic scenario. It's basically, I mean, granted, I think Marshman or the Jean Jones would be less likely to rip Carnage in half, but I feel like you would definitely fucking just embarrass him. <laughs> if you hear any clicking, by the way, that's because every time Patrick says something, I think of a new who would win in a fight. <laughs> so I just have to put it down or else I'll lose it forever. Oh, I wanted to talk about that with you. I'll do it after this. I'll, my, my closing thoughts, my Jerry Springer closing thoughts at the end of the day will be this. Just remind me it has to do with memories, okay? Okay. All right, so uh, how about, oh, this is a good one. Who would win in a fight, Lex Luthor versus Iron Man? Um, I mean, Jesus. So Lex Luthor's had that big metal suit. You can choose to not pick that version where it's just this bald rich guy versus Iron Man. Versus the haired rich guy, but it's up to you. <laughs> Lex Luthor also had the thing that made me think of it was the Injustice games when he's in that big suit and beating the shit yeah. out of people. And well, I yeah, like, oh. I think it's like, I mean, I do feel like uh, Tony Stark is slightly smarter than him, but I feel like Lex really? Luthor, Lex Luthor is like he doesn't have any kind of squabbles about just fucking killing Tony Stark. <laughs> so like, whereas Tony Stark wouldn't want to kill Lex Luthor, so I feel like that would give Lex Luthor the edge. Hmm. So, but who's so Lex Luthor has the murderous edge? But as far as like, they're both obviously millionaires. But Tony Stark creates all his own tech. What is in Lex Luthor's suit? Like, is his can his suit go toe to toe with Iron Man's suit? I mean, I would say if uh, the Ironmonger suit could go head toe to toe with it, then yeah, it's because it's the same kind of thing essentially. This is a big fucking suit designed to fight super strength. So, like, basically to create and to fight super strength. So, like. It'd be the same general concept, basically, like, the Ironmonger suit versus Iron Man in the first Iron Man movie. So, yeah, I mean, like, it would definitely be, like, it's a fight. But, I mean, I feel like 
the reason that like Lex would win is because Lex has that fucking like killer instinct and like that desire just to be like I would call it a murderous rage as opposed to a killer oh definitely instinct but and plus he like uh, he also would have that thing because like the whole thing with Lex is like the same thing that exists with uh, Doctor Doom where it's like both of them don't hate their arch enemy for any other reason than their own jealousy and insecurity. They just dress it up as something else. So, like, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing that makes me think that, like, Lex would need Tony to be dead because, like, Tony is so, like... I mean, he's A, super fucking intelligent, and B, like, everything that Lex tries to present himself as being, which is why Lex would be like, this guy can't exist. I have to kill this guy. I have to take him down a peg. Exactly. I'm just doing one really quick. I thought of another one. I'm on a roll right now. Once I get started, I'll put like 20 into the list, and then I'll just take a break for two weeks until it's almost gone. Uh, All right, so undeniably, unequivocally, you're giving this one to... I would say Lex. Okay, Lex Luthor wins. Good job, Lex. So proud of you, you sweetie. And I choose to think of the Kevin Spacey Lex Luthor. That's just Uh, me. Don't? No. You know how I feel about the Spaceman. I love Kevin Spacey, but no, fucking god damn, dude. Like, I want the actual proper, like, Clancy Brown, like, animated Lex Luthor on screen sometime before I die. All right, fair enough. Even though I do, I do like, uh, like, the Jesse Eisenberg being kind of like the, uh, it's basically kind of, it's kind of what I wanted from Kevin Spacey, where it's like, it's a touch of the Gene Hackman, so you kind of are awaiting to the past, Uh but at the same time enough of, like, a legit threat that he never was before so i like so that. i i like jesse eisenberg's a lot and after i read uh death of superman it made a lot more sense because in that they show you uh lex luther jr who's got the long hair and he's got i think supergirl right there with him and he's like this kind of like cocky son of a bitch who doesn't care if people die and whatnot and i liked that that's what i got from jesse eisenberg i didn't think i didn't even go into it imagining it would be anything like a 50 year old bald man who's just pl- sitting around plotting I don't know why people are like, it wasn't that guy, I'm done with it. It's like, dude, there's more than just that Lex Luthor. There's a lot of stories out there. I guess the closest to what I've seen in my head that's appeared is uh, in live action is Smallville's Michael Rosenbaum's take on it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty close. That's pretty close to what I always wanted. Hmm. All right, well, Lex Luthor's a pretty badass villain. He's one of the best. So. Oh, yeah, that's like, my. I'm going to get... My Harley piece done in February, and then hopefully my Lex, my Lexiac piece done in uh, March. So. Oh yeah, you're doing the Brainiac Lex Luthor thing. Yep. Noise. All right, moving on. <sighs> okay, so this one you're gonna—it's all I'm relying entirely on you. I don't know anything about either of these characters other than the basics. Captain Marvel versus Supergirl. Um, I mean, I feel like more accurately it would probably be Supergirl versus Mary Marvel, but all right. Um, What's the difference between Mary Marvel and Captain Marvel? Mary Marvel is one of the Captain Marvel family. There's uh, there's Captain Marvel, there's Mary Marvel, uh, there's Captain Marvel Junior, and there's another one that I'm forgetting. Um, wait, wait, I but the list I got this from Captain Marvel was a girl. Oh, you're thinking about Captain Marvel? Okay, 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 okay. You're thinking about Marvel Captain Marvel? Okay, there's Marvel Captain yes. Marvel, there's DC Captain Marvel. Like Shazam. <laughs> That's beyond me. Okay, no, no, not Shazam. Yes, no, no. Marvel Captain Marvel versus DC Supergirl. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, fucking Supergirl. 
See, I mean, Christ, like, it's, I mean, fucking Superman's powers, for Christ's sake. Yeah, but it's not Superman's brain. It's not Superman's emotions and feelings. It's Supergirl. She's not his, she's not Superman. Yes, but she has, like, the, like, freeze breath, the heat vision, yeah. the, like, super strength, etc. Whereas, um, Carol mostly has the, the super strength. So, like, if it was, like, a straight-up fist fight, that might be, like, an actual fight fight. But I feel like if there's any kind of a long distance thing, Captain Marvel would be fucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all she has is super strength, basically, and, like, flying? Yeah, I mean, she doesn't have, like, anything that's, like, projectile-based that I can think of. Okay. I mean, so- she might have, like, a like a, like a might, like a, like a beam thing. I don't remember, honestly. I haven't seen it in a while. But even then, I'm like, I still feel like, like Heat Vision would beat it. <laughs> all right, well... That one goes to Supergirl. See, I didn't. That's why. That's why we do this, Patrick. I learn every time. I just learn new things. Okay. Uh, let's say. Wow, we've managed. So I've got my closing thoughts. Let's do two more of these, just because I'm having fun. We managed to fill an entire episode with just games. I love this. <laughs> this is what I live for. So, how about? And there's there's a, a an asterisk next to this, and I'm gonna rely on you to fill in the asterisk. So. Wonder Woman versus Hulk. Um, mm. So my, my, my asterisk says this. So what I knew of Wonder Woman uh, is the obvious, like, she's got the whip, she's or not the whip, the lasso, she's got the cuffs, she's got the sword and the shield and the invisible jet. Yes, she's a little bit stronger. Yes, she's a little bit faster. But after watching the movie and then reading her Wikipedia page that's made for her, she is way more than that. She is... Um, an amazing warrior. So, the asterisk, asterisk, whatever, uh, that I put on this is similar to the one that I did before with, I don't remember, Hulk versus someone. Could she take down the Hulk before he goes full Hulk? Because in theory, we all have, we've seen a thousand times, I've said it a bunch, the Hulk can't be stopped when he gets, when he, the more it matters, he gets, the stronger he gets, so in theory, he is the strongest being of all time. But, could she get him before that, or could she keep the fight within range? Um, I mean, on, honestly, probably, yeah. She could probably, because, I mean, she's, like, one of the best warriors in the entire DC universe. So, like, if it's her with her sword and her shield against Hulk, I mean, I feel like she would definitely be smart enough to try to end that fight as soon as humanly possible. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like she could probably... Because, I mean, because that thing is, like, because she has that stuff, so if she, like basically did like i mean the whole thing is that basically like it like the whole thing of like doomsday in the movie where like he's like healing and shit because a lot of things that she did was like would have taken down like hulk if he wasn't like healing mm-hmm. like like going for like his achilles tendons and the shit so i'm like yeah fighting real nasty she's taking a book right out of pet cemetery the hardest movie scene i've ever had to see i can deal <laughs> with a lot of torture scenes and a lot of shit and it happened in hostile too but when that little fucking baby just under the bed, slices grandpa's tendon. Oh, oh I can't even think about it. Oh, that's it bothers me way more in Hostile, honestly. It was, I, I don't know why it's worse than that. Maybe because it's baby versus old man instead of just these <laughs> fucked up people versus a 20-something year old. But God, oh, my, oh, it's making me cringe. Move on. I can't, I don't know why I brought it up. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> um, well, I, mean, I also feel like the effect, I think, is better in Hostile because, like, it's more realistic in my oh, mind. Yeah, I mean, but... it's 20 years later. Well, fine. I'm just saying. You got to give me an it's answer. Probably like ten years later. Um, oh, so so with that being said, because yes, Wonder Woman is one of the best warriors ever. With that being said, that she probably could in your story, in your version, in your reality, which isn't a real reality, but in your head, 
who would you have come out on top? Who's the winner, Wonder Woman or Hulk? I would make it, if I was writing the story, I would make it Wonder Woman, but definitely you could write it either way, but I would definitely say Wonder Woman just because she would definitely do everything in her power to take him down as fast as possible before he could get to the point where he could beat her. Yeah, she she wouldn't, she's not the type of fighter who's like, I'm going to keep punching you until you get tired and then we'll talk about this. She's like, I'm, I'm not going to risk it. You're done. I'm done with you. You know, I mean, she's a warrior. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Like her job is just to like uh, take down threats. Know, as much as I would love it to say, Hulk, I want to give this one to Wonder Woman, especially in that part uh, in Batman vs. Superman where she slides through and cuts his hand off, cuts yeah. Doomsday's... That was badass. I want to see her do that to Hulk. Yeah, take him. Who won in the fight? This isn't on my list. This was an actual... The reason why I didn't do either of these ones. Uh, it was Wolverine versus Hulk they did a movie about, and there was Thor versus Hulk. Do you remember who won those? I don't... I, I know... I think Wolverine won his. Um, I don't honestly, I mean, truth be told, I mean, it's, I mean, it would be difficult just by virtue of the fact that, like, I mean, like, Wolverine can obviously heal from anything, so, like, it'd be hard to, like, keep him down forever, but, like, Hulk has done some horrible things to Wolverine, like, the most, one of the most famous images from, like, Ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk, one of the most iconic images of the 2000s is, like, the whole, like, double-page spread of, uh, Hulk ripping Wolverine in half and he throws the two halves of him like one like in like Tibet like the like mountains of Tibet and he has to basically go find the other half of him <laughs> like put himself back together <laughs> damn yeah I I'm pretty sure I I'm, again not entirely sure I think Hulk actually or I mean uh Wolverine ended up winning that one and then I think Hulk beat Thor but there's actual movies I've seen him in the store a thousand times that's neither here nor there we're not playing that right now Patrick last one yeah. Who would win in a fight? And this is another one I'm relying on you. Electra versus Black Canary. Oh, Electra. <laughs> Hands down, she's that good. Yeah, she's a fucking ninja. She's not only a ninja; she's like the head of the ninjas. Like it's like she is like the ninja, the ninja eest ninja of all the ninjas. <laughs> like my it's ninja. Like, it's like oh yeah, like I mean, I don't think that would even be competition. Like all right. Electra would just take her down. Like, I mean, like, I'm not saying, like, I mean, granted, the Black Canary has, like, the Sonic Scream, but, like, I'm sure that, like, Electra's occasionally dead ass would fucking have a way to take her down. Like, she's fucking Electra. She's the, she's the ninja of the ninjas. She's the, she's the number one. Oh, that's good to know. I didn't know. I, I just, the only reason I thought of that was I recently, I watched the, um, Invasion, uh, yeah. from the DC crossover event, and they bring back his, so Black Canary, because I have never watched Arrow, was his wife that, or soon-to-be wife that died, right? Um, I mean, do you want me to give things away? <laughs> of course, I'm never going to watch Arrow. I love You Flash, should. It's awesome. Watch. You should. I know, but... It's really okay, good. Dude. So remember what we said before? I don't remember the show I said I would watch, but I'll watch Arrow now. This is the new thing. This is actually the most recent on the record. I'll watch Arrow when you watch Lucifer. It's about to get canceled. Who the fuck cares? No, it's not. Uh, no, it's... Don't say that. <laughs> it's so good me and franny just watched the newest episode today and it's just like season two compared because i love season one so i'm not downgrading at all but season two is like i like season one for what i like out of tv season two is just good like all around like it's just a better season i read a bunch of reviews on it it's just a better overall season no it's not getting the ratings but it's not gonna be canceled you <laughs> shut your mouth I don't know. I'm not saying you should watch Arrow for me. I'm saying you should watch Arrow for you, just because I'm telling you. Like, well, I'm saying makes... you should watch Lucifer for me. Do it for me. Do it for I'm me. I'm saying it, it improves the other shows, Legends of Tomorrow and Flash. 
Like it makes yeah. it a richer experience. So like you're just depriving yourself of something. But either whatever, way, it's, Black it's Canary is his ex-wife or his uh, no. dead not wife. In the comic, it's a different thing than the show. The show basically uh, it was his girlfriend before he faked his or didn't fake his death, but he thought to die, thought to have died on the island came back as Green Arrow, well, the Arrow, uh, or Ice the Vigilante. Um, and they were just became friends for a while. Like, they weren't, like, together because they were building the whole, like, elicity thing. Um, when they were starting to build to Laurel, which is Dinah Lance, a.k.a. Black Canary in the show, and Oliver finally getting together, they killed her off on the show. So we never actually got there. Gotcha. Okay, well... I mean, look at that, folks. I learned something new about car- comic books every day. That's my favorite part. So, let's... You learned, you learned about comic book television. That was not the comic. <laughs> no, I learned about comics in general. We talked about a lot of things. Oh, today. okay, fair enough, about fair Carmage. enough. I didn't know anything about Martian Manhunter. I just know I like the way he looks. It's yes. kind of sexy. <laughs> I'm just saying, green men turn me on. It's not gay if they're green. It might be a little gay, and I'm okay with it. Don't judge me for who I am. Uh, so, this... Th- I remembered myself, which, hey, high five to Kevin. And the reason I remembered is because I didn't walk through any doors. Let me explain. (laughs) I want to wrap up every episode now with uh, some sort of science effect. And that is because, aside from the games we play, uh, who's who, who'd win a fight, and these random quizzes I'm doing for you, I want to drop some science knowledge on people's ass at the end of every episode because in, in light of recent times, science is under attack from... Many a people, I'm trying to be as non-political as possible, people are scared of scientific truth, and I think that's bullshit. We should be on a never-ending quest to learn. I think that's, like, the most beautiful thing ever. My opinions on anything other than the show Lucifer and Con Air will not, will, are always available to change, and I think everyone's should be. So... I'm just going to just offload something really cool I learned. Most of the time it'll be from a Kevin Smith podcast, but occasionally it'll be from my Google now because that thing gets updated with science articles every day. And for today, I think this is very cool. I think this will really relate to me. I'm not sure about you, Patrick, because your memory is a thousand times better than mine. But supposedly this happens to everyone. Have you ever walked through, walked into another room and forgot why you were there and you look at the ceiling and go, what the fuck am I doing in this room again? And then you just walk out because you can't remember? <laughs> no, I have never done you that. Have to have, you have to have related on some sense. Like out no. of your bedroom, into the kitchen, and then you stood there and were like, wait a minute, what happened? Well, no, I had a second where like, I walked into a room and like, why did I come in here? And, but yes. I, it, I always, it always occurs to me. I never leave okay. without having that, done that, it. No, <laughs> no, that's good enough for me. Yes, that's perfect. That's perfect. Okay, so that is a phenomenon that happens in every – well – basically everybody it's something that across the board and i can't remember the exact name of the theorem i had it brought up but i've closed it since then that the name of it uh what happens is there's there's two different kind of theories that have both been sort of proven what happens is your me- your memory or your brain creates a temporary memory like a computer like the ram in your computer yeah. it creates a temporary memory and it's not supposed to be remembered long term you know, if I asked you two days ago, you went from your room to your kitchen, what was it for? Of course you're not going to remember. That's bullshit. You were getting something to eat. You were getting a cookie. You remember you had in your, in your cupboard. Not the point. What happens is your brain creates these temporary memories that it, it wants you to use within, you know, there's no specific time frame, but quickly, you know, just, hey, get this done. So it happens to me at work 
all the time. I, I My job is task-based. I'm a merchandiser, so I have to do all these signs and tags, and I'm constantly walking away without having done one of them because of this. You walk through a door is considered... Um, obviously, it's a change in scenery, but in your mind, it's kind of like a life event. Your Your brain says, oh shit, something new. Wipe the old thoughts, and all the memories you had are gone. That's why you walk into a room and go, why am I here? Now... They're not gone forever. You're a thousand times better than me, and you just go, oh, that's right, I'm getting a glass of milk, and you go about your merry way. For me, it's way more dramatic. I go, why am I here? Uh, I don't know. I look at an apple, and I'm like, I guess I wanted an apple. I grab my apple, and I leave, and I sit down on the couch and immediately remember, oh, that's right, I have toast in the toaster. Like, for me, it's way worse than that. But the other theorem is your brain puts it on pause. So... Exactly like the first one, temporary memory gets uh, put in. You walk through a doorway, and you go, why was I here? And you go back to the same room, and your memory starts back up again. Like, you know, it's it's unpaused because you you're back to where you were. And that's why you remember it a second time. And usually the second time, you fulfill whatever task it is you're doing. But they actually did a bunch of studies on this, and they were able to duplicate the results of that just by having people think they were going through a room or going to a different place. So what they did was they gave them a box or in some in one test, a virtual, they were in a virtual reality thing in their head uh, on like their eyes, gave them a box and there was a shape in there. Then they made them walk to another room and they said, what shape's in that box? When they were in the other room, they couldn't remember. Oh shit, what shape is in that box? But if they opened it, said what's in, or looked at it, closed it, waited the same amount of time it would take you to go to another room, but stayed where they were, had the, and then asked them. They knew what it was, so that's where they started this whole like if you it's the it's the uh, life event. It's the change in pace that wipes your brain. Then they took it a step further, and what they would do is the same experiment, but instead of having the person move at all, they would have them close their eyes and imagine walking through a doorway, and just having them imagine it produced the same results. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, Our mind's playing tricks crazy. on us at all times. <laughs> uh, you can just, you can, and this, that's happened in a ton of scientific tests where you can just think, like you can just stay exactly where you are and just think of something and it changes everything in general. Like there's a reason why eyewitness testimonies no longer mean anything. If you tell someone something long enough, they're going to believe it. So that's why in freaking court cases and stuff, they call the witness up and they're like, so when the murderer was stabbing the victim. He used this to stab the victim. And after stabbing the victim with said murder, what, like they'll constantly repeat it because eventually their brain will just make the relation to, oh yeah, I guess that is what happened when it's not really true at all. So just imagine walking through a door and you're going to forget the, the small little things that are happening right now. Well, for you, obviously, you'll remember them a few seconds later. But for me, it's, it's, it's like wiping a hard drive. It's gone. <laughs> Poor Kevin. It's fucking cool though. No, because everybody does that. And everyone jokes. I've seen <clears> the memes <throat> online. Like, have you? You know, walking into another room and forgetting why you're there is just God playing a game of Sims. Because <laughs> you can do that to your characters in Sims. You can like completely change their face. But it happens to everybody, and there's an actual reason why you can't remember why you walked into a certain room. I thought that was really like that blew my mind. I thought that was very cool. No, that's fair, dude. That's that's that is interesting. I'll let them give you that. <laughs> something to remember for a long time and f- t- two two ending scientific facts which i reference on my other new podcast um with my buddy jeff is one did you know 
that there is the so the average, which as we found out is five point one three inches. The average human erection has the same amount of blood in it as three gerbils. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a it's just a neat little just a neat little uh you know phrase you can use sometimes. You watching something dirty or you see a nice nice looking booty in the mall and you're like, Oh man, I'm rocking three gerbils right now. Oh, and Jesus. your your friend will be like, Oh my god, what? Are you Richard Gearing <laughs> it right now? You're like, No, that was a myth. He didn't actually put gerbils up his ass. I'm talking about the amount of blood that's in three bodies, it's in my piece. I don't mean taking the blood out of their bodies and putting it in I just mean in general as like an approximation. And they're like, dude, just we're going to Annie Ann, stop talking. I'm hungry. This is getting way too weird. So, you know, fun. Use that in, in your daily life. Yeah. And and uh, number two, another quick one, which uh, is that for a male giraffe to know that a female giraffe is ready to mate, he will take the nubs under the top of his head, and he will repeatedly bash into the female's bladder until she urinates, and then drink the urine, and the yeah. hormones in it will tell the male giraffe, "Oh, it's time. Ew. Oh, oh, it's business time." So. Ew. That's, I wouldn't recommend crazy. trying that method. I'm saying this is in nature, Patrick. This is what happens. Um, they don't show you that on life, okay? The, you know, planet Earth doesn't do a, an entire episode about giraffes urinating on each other's faces. I'm just saying that nature's crazy. So you're saying Donald Trump is a giraffe? <laughs> is yet to be determined. He has a similar color. <laughs> so that is neither here nor there. Oh, all right, I'm going to wrap up. Those two facts I've already used before, so next week I will have fresh science facts to end the episode, and we'll do something else fun to talk about. But other than that, Patrick, you got any closing thoughts, anything? I, I did a good amount of talking there the last 10 minutes. You got something you want to say? Uh, no, I'm kind of flabbergasted after that, so yeah, no, I'm all good. <laughs> Today was a good day for you. You learned so much. Man, go yeah. take the SATs. You'll ace them. I'm, I'm okay, thank you. SAT <laughs> would be like, yeah, so... What would does the, you know? It'd be like a lexicology question, like what word would properly go into here, and you just write "pierce the hog's head." You're like, I know <laughs> this meant sex, okay? That's one thing I do know. Boom, oh, higher SAT score. You're welcome. Thanks. Yeah, from <laughs> but other than that, expect to hear us every Friday. This is the Men of the Machine, and I am Kevin. I'm bad. Thanks for listening. Thanks.